This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome on back to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's a tennis betting podcast and YouTube show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Senior, and joining me is our senior ATP tour handicapper. Because we win it is Sean Calvert. We're looking ahead to tonight's matches at the Australian Open, the first major of 2024 in Melbourne, and it's the conclusion of round two in the men's draw. Uh, Sean, before we come on to the tennis action, how are you? We've had a lot of people asking about your tooth. Um, have we? Well, we have. We have. <laughs> you, you, you even had a conversation with someone on Twitter about your tooth. I did, Good but I don't think worry. it's many, is it? I think it might be a couple, but. You know, the teeth's fine. Not, not not bothered about that. I did get woken up at like five o'clock this morning by my little boy. He was just generally being annoying. Um, so I got to see a bit more tennis than I normally would. So I've been watching since about six o'clock this morning. So it's only just finished, actually, with the time we're recording this. The Djokovic match finished, what, about an hour ago? Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit jaded, but um, I'm all right, I think. It always does you this time of year, isn't it? You know, I'm up at like, horrible. I'm up, you know, I'm up quite early anyway. I'm usually up very early. Yeah, I don't know why you do that. It's well, not necessary because my brain is thinking about things to do and things I've got to do, and I'm more. You can come around here and deal with Lagan at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, if you want. No, you're right, mate. I've I've been talking about merch. I've I've bought the t-shirt for that many times before. I'm no, you, you're, you're, I'm well away at friends of mine. At, like I'm fifty years of age, and like you know, same, same, similar kind of age as you. Friends of mine are having kids now. I'm like, what? They've, they've sort of divorced or had, and they've gone on and like met a younger uh, a partner and she wants a baby and they're having a kid. I'm thinking, my, that I am so well done out of that. I was old at like, you know, just over 40. I couldn't imagine doing it at just over 50. I like that. No. Big no, fade. Not for me. The, big fade in the sports race at the school sports day. <laughs> big fade. Big fade. I used to turn up and I thought there was only one guy that I thought I could. I, I used to turn up and I was They don't do that anymore, unfortunately. Don't they? Uh, not well, not a lake in school anyway. I tell you a very quick story about sports day. It was one guy who always used to beat me, and I wanted to beat him all the time. And he was, he was, we were like sort of quite athletic at the time, believe it or not. And uh, he used to beat me all the time on the sports day. And this year, well, this one year, they decided that instead of doing a straight sprint where the dads used to run the straight sprint, this one they decided yeah. to use it with jelly. So you had to run with a plate of jelly and put jelly into a into a pot, and whoever had the most jelly and won the race would, would count as the winner. It was just an obscure thing. How long did it take to measure the jelly at the end? Whether there were like a it was a ruler it was or something. Never gave most money to the school for the for the parents who won the award. Anyway, I swear they won. But I I was beating this guy. I was beating this guy with a run, and I was run, had to run in bare feet, and Why? I ran I, because I, I, the, the shoes were a bit tight. And I thought I'll run in bare feet. On this, on this grass. You were playing your Zola Bud card there, were you? I was. And, and what happened was, I was beating him. I was so confident, I slipped on a bit of jelly and got done on the line. And a jelly on my face. What done. was the surface? Was it like grass, grass or? Grass, yeah. Yeah, grass. But I, I, the sports boat, the, I, I never won the sports day. I think that must kids... have been a lot of jelly. That must have been an awful lot of jelly if you just slip on that. I think my, my legs went feet. to jelly. I think, I, I think my legs went to jelly when I thought I, the winning line was in sight. I went you to choked, jelly. You choked it, did you? 
But all the like cool a, like kids, every, well, I was just gonna say, all the cool kids, their dads used to win it, and like my my son thought was always wanting me to win it, and I was always second. But anyway, someone whose legs never good. went to jelly today was uh, Novak Djokovic. Did it? They he, almost did. They almost did, but he uh, he prevailed. He done what Novak Djokovic does. He he grinded out. He took someone in the crowd to have a go at him, and then all of a sudden he he was pumped. And but, I mean, what what do you make of all that? Really, to be fair, he doesn't look right, does he? No, I mean. The wrist doesn't look right. The way he's hitting his forehand doesn't look right. Um, I don't know if he's playing up on this or not because he, he's he, he's not exactly subtle with the with the signs, is he? He's getting his, he's getting his hand and and kind of really stretching it out and shaking his head and shaking the wrist out. He's not subtle, is he? I mean, he's he's sending a message there that he's he's not doing so well. As in the first two matches, has not been great performances. His message from him is is that I, this is as good as I can do because I've got a dodgy wrist. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, Popperin should have won. It all, that match all turned, didn't it? Popperin had four set points, three mm. of them in a row to win the third set. So, all right, Djokovic aced him on one of them, but the other two or three, he was he was in the point. He just beat himself, didn't he? Like Djokovic said at the end, Djokovic just gave him enough rope to hang himself with, if you want to use that phrase. Just 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 play one more ball and let's see what you've got. And he, you know, he didn't have it. He, he played one rushed backhand down the line. He went for a clean winner, didn't he? Uh, missed and then. The forehand as well. It's just if if it had won that set, I mean, what would have happened? I don't know. He, he, Djokovic might well have gone on to win that match anyway. We don't know, but it would have been. I would have preferred it as a, as a Shelton backer if mm. um, if Popperin had won that set. I mean, there is these rumours going about Djokovic that he isn't fit. They're obviously, clearly the, the expressions about the wrist injury. But like we, I mentioned it yesterday, we have seen it so many times with Djokovic. If it was any other Pretty player in the world, major, yeah. you would you would be pushing him out in the betting. I and mean, we'll come on the bet in a minute, but he would be really, the, the market would react to it. But because it's Djokovic, the, the, the betting market isn't reacting to as much as it would be for some other player. So it's such a hard thing to do, whether you want to bet him or we want to fade him. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I think he's, I, 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 at this present time, would I bet him? No, I certainly wouldn't. But it just wouldn't surprise me to see him just, Steamroll and go on and win it. That's what we have to do. So it's a real it's a dangerous one. fade, isn't it? It's a dangerous lay if you're gonna if you're gonna do that because he could, like you said, with a couple of days, he, that could suddenly be fine. We've seen this, we've seen this movie before, haven't we? Mm. Many, many, many times over the last sort of ten, fifteen years, even slightly longer. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise. That, that's why I say it's it's a difficult one to bet or to lay, isn't it? Because you, you really don't know what to do. You could argue that there's more value now. In his outright price than there was at the start, um, but you know it's it's guesswork, isn't it? He doesn't look fit, but he's, he hasn't looked fit hundred times and still won the mm. tournament. I think the thing is with him, if if you do, you get him, you might you'd be better off to play him on an individual match basis rather than play him on the outright market. If you think he's going to get beaten, he goes two sets to one down, then you might want to fade him then rather than take the the opportunity to bet him. But obviously, if he goes two sets to one down, you can bet an opponent in that section in play to win the tournament where his draw might open up. So I think that's probably the best strategy to have it. But Djokovic, we like you say, we've seen it. We've done he's done it so many times. Tournaments have gone by where he's had worse injuries than this. He's come back from much tough, more difficult positions. But judging by the bare statistics and, and the form that we see with our own eyes, Novak Djokovic isn't at his best. But he's still the tournament favourite. He's the number one seed. He's been in for eleven titles here. He's got ten in the bag. He's won what's six of the last seven. He's the favourite at plus 120. He opened up the tournament at even money. He's come through two rounds and he's plus 120, but he has a dropped the set in both of those matches and hasn't looked convincing. Uh, the second favourite is Carlos Alcaraz at plus 320. Question marks about him as well. Yannick Sinner, and I, and I mentioned him on round one. He was the takeout for me on round one. 
again, I thought he was exceptional yesterday. Didn't have much of a, uh, not not much to play. He's got some in De Jong, but he's got a lot of uh, big games to come. And the draw is opening up for him. He looks scheduled to. He'll be delighted with that. With three sets to love, three sets to love, won't he? Yeah, against six against anybody. Yeah, but the the man his performances. You know, I've been a huge Sinner fan for two years. I've I've had some criticism on this shows when I've said that he's to me he's a better talent than Carlos Alcaraz. I think he's an all round better game than a, a Carlos Alcaraz. And I think this is his breakthrough year. And I think the five, that's the my bet now I would have. Medvedev, our pick, is $9. Zverev is 25 Diminuar playing exceptionally well, 33 Beat Djokovic, obviously. Holger Room at 33 Dimitrov at 40 Rublev at 50 Sitsapas at 50 Ben Shelton, still 50 to 1. Surprised by that, really, because, um, you know, the doubts about Djokovic, I thought the, the market might have reacted a little bit to that because he's due to play him in the last 16. And Herbert Hercash at 70 to 1. So nothing's really changed. Nothing has changed. But I do think on the two rounds so far, if you just come down and watch this tournament for the first time and knew nothing about what happened over the last 15, 20 years or so, I think Yannick Sinner would be the money you'd be saying, he's the boy to beat. I think a lot will depend on the weather with Sinner. It's, it's mm. cool at the moment. You know, it's set to get hot again. Next week, I think, sort of the 30, 31, 32 degree days are expected. So if Sinner gets one of them, like he gets the middle of the day and it's like 30, 30 odd degrees, 32, 33, 34 degrees, whatever it is, that's that's what would worry me as far as back in Sinner is concerned. But yeah, he's looking good at the minute, but he hasn't he hasn't really played much. It's very early days. No, very early days indeed. No, but Djokovic at the moment, plus 120. But uh, that could all change over the business end of the tournament. Um, before we go on to tomorrow's matches, a couple of other things we want to talk about over last night. Taylor Fritz, we said it could go one or two ways. We said <laughs> it, we yeah. might struggle. We might have a little bit on the, on the money line for Gaston, uh, or it could go the other way. And it completely went the other way. The Frenchman Gaston didn't show up, got beat six love, six, three, six, one Taylor Fritz, the most convincing winner of the night. Yeah, that, that was what I was worried about. That's why I didn't press the button in the end, because uh, yeah, that, that can happen with Gaston. You know, he's he's got a lot of ability, but I know he's got, he's, he hasn't got the power. He hasn't got the firepower, but he has beaten these guys before. As I said, he's beaten the Istners, the Andersons, the Struffs. On his day, he could certainly be a, what was a, a, a subpar Fritz, certainly in the first round. It obviously wasn't his day. That's the problem. That's why he's ranked where he is. That's why he's still around about 90, 100 in the world, because he has too many days where he just thinks, well, not my day. I'm, I'm That's me done. That's 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 why he is where he is. We said it was a tricky card yesterday and we had a very, very small parlay, uh, two players to win three sets to one. And with the thing, the way things are going at the moment, one of them come in and the other one didn't come in. Three sets to one for Sitsapas. Talking about not uh, showing up, Arnaldi said himself he, after after the match, he said, I, I didn't show up. He said, that was, he said he's only played like that twice in his entire career and that includes all levels of matches. He said that's the, other than one match which he didn't specify what it was, he said that's the worst he's ever he's ever played. Um, he just said I didn't show up, and he didn't. If it had showed up, he probably would have won a set, and we'd be all, you know, we'd all be cheering and and, and super happy and stuff. But that's how it goes. Yes, how it goes. Uh, but if you did take the lean, you would have collected on the sets of best three sets to one win against Thompson, another real long game, very good match as well. It was going on the same time as the Novak Djokovic game. So that was pretty much the men's action last night. Just before we go on to the tournament, I just want to just say one thing about the women's tournament. I know it's not your thing, but. Uh, Last night, Mira Andreeva, the 16-year-old, my word, what a performance she put in against Anjabur. Exceptional talent, this girl really, really was a big performance. Not only was that the best performance, I thought, 
uh, on the night, the best performance of the tournament so far. She won six love, six two against the former Wimbledon finalist. And Mira Andreva is going to be an absolute superstar, very similar to some of the young talents coming through in the men's game. Um, so that was just my little take on that one last night. Let's have a look at the matches before we go about the matches, Sean. Uh, the conditions, as you touched on, a lot cooler this time around. Uh, we expect that to go into tomorrow as well in this evening. Yeah, 21 degrees Thursday and Friday, according to the weather forecast, which is never that reliable in Melbourne, but it should be there or thereabouts. So a good 10 degrees plus um, cooler than it was a couple of days ago when we saw all the cramping and all the rest of it that we often see it in Melbourne. So, yeah, today and tomorrow should play slightly uh, slightly slower. Yep. So it's going to be a little bit slower, which is going to help some of the players be a hindrance to other players. Sean is going to break it down, tell you the players that will be suited by the conditions, the players that won't be suited by the conditions, give you the stats and the best plays. Again, I've looked at the draw today uh, for today's action, Sean. Oh, action is a little all late later on this, this evening, in the early hours of tomorrow morning, stateside. It looks another tricky card, doesn't it? It does. It looks difficult. I think it looks more appealing than the one yesterday. Right. Well, that's the, good news. The, the one, I found it tough. I found it tough. The one yesterday was nasty. I mean, there was a few underdog winners that that did sort of crop up. The only one I thought uh, maybe I should have gone with it was um, Mashak against Tierfoba, but uh, I, I just didn't trust his fitness over the what could have been a sort of long four or five sets. In the end, he won it in straight sets. Tierfoba was horrible again. I, I don't know what's going on with Francis Tierfoba at the minute. I know he split with his coach Wayne Ferreira at the end of last season. Um, I don't know whether there's something going on with him because he just looks so flat, doesn't he? For him to play his best stuff, he always has to be a bit pumped. And he had he had the the right situation, didn't he? He had a big crowd, a night match. Normally he'd be up for that, but wasn't wasn't up for it at all. Served for the third set, never looked convincing at all. And Mashak's got a big game, you know. He can he can hit the winners, particularly the backhand down the line that he likes. Um, so that was maybe one I thought maybe got away, but I wasn't. To say I wasn't sold on his fitness, but difficult. It has been difficult for underdog wins. It always is. I know I keep saying it. Um, majors very, very difficult. And this is statistically the second worst behind the French Open for underdog winners. So it is difficult. You just have to be patient and try and make the right bets. But, you know, it's hard. Well, let's not look backwards. Let's look forwards. And Sean has got me in a bit of a good mood now because he's going to have some picks. I find it very difficult. The first match we're going to talk about is 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. It's the match between the American Tommy Paul and the young Brit, Jack Draper. Tommy Paul was the overwhelming favourite here, minus 143. Jack Draper is plus 117. The spread is one and a half. Paul giving up one and a half, minus 120. Draper receiving one and a half, minus 108. And the total here is 39 and a half with over, minus 114. And under, minus 120. Now, the two of these have played twice before. You may remember we spoke about this match at the quarterfinal in Adelaide, what, two weeks ago now. And yeah. we were making a case for Jack Draper to win that match at even money. He went on to win the match 6-1, 6-4. He also beat Paul in the Adelaide 2 last year in 2023, 6-4, 6-4, in exactly the same sort of court conditions as what we're going to have here. Obviously, the weather conditions are going to be slightly different. But the same court, same balls, and he won easy, 6-4, 6-4. He is today plus 117, which is the biggest price he has been in all three of those out matches before. And he's won the last two easily. Now, we do know Draper has had problems with injuries. We do know he got to the final of Adelaide where he got beat by Leheka in a long match. And he's come through another long match against Huron. So this is all about Draper's fitness. The conditions probably won't suit him. He'd want it a little bit quicker with the weather conditions. But on the odds here, if he's fit, Jack Draper, a player that I believe will be the top 20 in the world by the end of the year if he's fit, he's got to be a better in plus 117. 
Yeah, I mean, just on the head-to-head, Paul's Tommy Paul's been absolutely nowhere near Jack Draper at all, particularly on the first serve. I mean, the stats are staggering. You know, Draper's held serve 95% of the time against Tommy Paul, and he's won 90% of first serve points. You know, Paul's hasn't got a clue uh, on the Draper first serve. Not, not a clue. Those are frightening stats. If you're Tommy Paul and your statistical analyst is, is chatting to you before the match, you'd be, you'd be terrified to, to even go on the court, Tommy Paul, or you should be. Um, overall, in the two matches, um, the service points, one hundred ten points, one tells. Again, staggering. Draper, 117 to 83 lead, which is wow. incredible, really. You know, we, I talk about these numbers and, you know, very rarely have you ever heard me say 117 to 83 about a match that's priced up pretty close. Um, the last time it's going it's being priced on, on assumed fitness or lack of it on Draper's mm. part, isn't it? You know, the last time they met, um, Draper was coming off a three hour, 39 minute match against Kekmanovic the day that, and he was playing the next day this time. Yes. He's coming off a five set, but it was actually three hours, 20 minutes. He was actually 19 minutes shorter than that three set match with Kekmanovic. And he's had a day off as well, which he didn't have last time. You know, Draper says he's getting better physically, and that that was a big plus for me, coming back off that really long match against Kekmanovic and going out the very next day and beating Tommy Paul. Um, he did throw up in a bin after be, after beating Marcos Giron in round one, Jack Draper. He said he he, he was, felt sorry for Giron. He wanted to go and shake hands with him, but he couldn't, so he had to go and find a bin and, and be sick. But he, he's had a day off. It's going to be cooler on Thursday. Yes, you could say that might not help his, his serve, but I think it will certainly help his fitness. But... There are these lingering doubts. Otherwise, how can you price this like this? Mm. I, I, I don't see how you can on the on the basis of the, the two matches that they've played so far. Slightly concerned about Draper in terms of physicality. As he said, he's played a lot of tennis, but you're getting slight plus money with Bet Rivers on Draper to win the opening set. Um, 2.02, that is plus 102. You know, he's done that pretty convincingly both times he's met Draper, and, uh, met Paul, and he will obviously want to get off to a good start again. He's not going to want to go five again, is he, Draper? So... That's the, excuse me, that's the play there. So we're going to go for, to win the first set, plus one or two, because of the doubt about Draper's yeah. fitness. And maybe if he does fade, he could lose it a tight match. But you can get off to a good start. I mean, they played four sets previously, and Draper's won them all, and won them all very, very convincingly as well. So to get plus money on Draper to win a set, and plus money to win the match, you'll say this is the biggest price he's ever been against Tommy Paul, which does seem quite staggering. It's really, five-set really. about... format, isn't it? The, the, the layers are thinking he ain't going to go a really long four or a a really long fire. That's that's probably where they're coming from. But Paul's got to improve. I mean, he's only held serve 62% of the time against Jack Draper. So not only has he not got the faintest idea on Draper's first serve, but he's done nothing on his own serve. Um, Draper's won 43% of return points. So he's been dominant on serve and he's been amazing on return. So something from Tommy Paul's point of view has got to change. Yep. And, uh, well, I, I'm quite tempted by the money line at plus 117 on Draper, yeah. but all the Draper, all the angles, I love the play on the first set. That's, you know, that is taken into account the fitness problems he may have as the match goes deep. So great analysis, great breakdown from Sean. Remember, there's 37 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website on that match and all the matches this evening. And remember, you can watch live and bet live or with Bet Rivers on their website. So if you place a bet, you'll be able to live stream the match on your tablet, your mobile phone, or your home computer, or your laptop uh, from the comfort of your home, own home. 
Um, next match, uh, Herbert Hercash. Bit of a going under just a player no one's even mentioned, 70 to 1, but he's number to win the tournament. He's the number nine seed here. Obviously, he's a big server. I'm not quite sure again if the conditions are going to suit him now being a little bit cooler. But he's up against Jakob Mensik, uh, who this Czech player is having a good run of it at the moment, playing well, playing very, very well. Got to the semi finals of the challenger in Canberra before here, come through qualifying, beat Nakashima in qualifying, and he beat Shapovalov very convincingly three sets to love. In round one. And he is a big underdog here. Herkas is the favourite minus 455. Mensig is plus 340. The spread is five and a half. Quite tempted by the five and a half of the check here because Herkas plays a lot of tie breaks. Uh, minus 152 for Mensig, plus five and a half, a heavy favourite. Um, and sorry, plus 152 for Mensig, but minus five and a half, minus 118 for Herkas. And the total here is 39 and a half, around about minus 110 for both players. This match starts at 11 30 pm. Herkash, I mean, he's semi-finalist, quarter-finalist. He never really gets that further than that on in a major. He's got the serve, but his his return of serve stats is always what lets him down. Mensik playing well. Yeah, I mean, Czech tennis is is looking in good hands at the minute, isn't it? With with him and uh, Mashak both coming through. Mensik only eighteen years of age, still maybe a little bit to learn, obviously at that age, but a great talent, you know, with a big game. Um, Herkash, we know he struggles on return. Anyway, even even played a tiebreak against Omar Jassica in the first round. I think I could return Jassica's serve reasonably well. He still went to a to a first set tiebreak there. Herkash, he just he, his return game just isn't good enough. And against the guys that can hit as well. I mean, if we look at what he's done versus opponents over the height of six foot two, which which Mensik is, he's played a tiebreak in sixteen of the twenty six matches that he's played in the last 12 months at main level. So 62% of them against these bigger guys. Um, and her catch has only broken serve 16% of the time uh, in the last 12 months away from clay. So, you know, I've said it many times, his return game isn't up to scratch. He has to rely on winning a lot, a lot of tie breaks. And, you know, when we had that good winner with him last year, he did, he did win a lot of tie breaks and that's, that's kind of what he needs to do. Her performance at the Australian open over 38 and a half total games has cashed, in seven of the 11 matches that he's played, which is 64%. Um, some of the other ones were, were, were quite easy, and some of them were defeats, actually, as well, in which he didn't go go over. Um, as, as you said, Mensik is in great form. He's held serve 49 times out of 53 service games so far, this Australian Open, through qualies, um, and obviously in the main draw against Shapovalov. So that's 92% of the time. His average first serve speed is 196 kilometers an hour, which is just 2K uh, per hour less than her cash. He's got big serve, goes for his shots, got the weapons, uh, likes to play attacking tennis. I, I think he'll test her cash here. I think he'll be also be boosted by Mashak having beaten Tierfo as well. He's 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 gonna want to do a bit of the same, knock out a, a big name and, and and why not? You know, he's he's got the he's got the game to do it. Um I think you have to go overs here. I mean it's it's a kind of a high line, but over 39 and a half, happy to take that with these two. That's yep. a 1.93 minus 108 chance of Bet Rivers. Yep, uh, over at minus 108. Uh, you can also bet the over on the first set. Tie breaks as well, as Sean said there, alluded to about the fact that Herkash gets a lot of tie breaks as well. But it's very heavily game orientated from Herkash. We know that he he holds serve well, but he's breaking. He can't. He finds it really difficult to break, which means it's going to be a long, long game. So when you play, when you can't break someone, but you, it's impossible for you to be broken. So tie breaks, long matches, thirty nine and a half against a very young and up and coming player in Mensik. Now, uh, just one thing: the Bet Rivers have an offer. 
Uh, Bet Rivers are offering a live profit boost every day of the Australian Open when you place a wager of at least $25 during a match. If you bet $25 in play, you will receive a 20% profit boost to limit one bet per day every day of the tournament. See the Bet Rivers website for full details on the Australian Open bet and get offer. So the bet and get offer is something you want to do if you place a wager in play on the Australian Open. Um, next up, we have another Britain action, Cam Norrie. He's against Zeppari. Uh, I don't really know much about Zeppari, to be fair, but uh, I know he's Italian. I know he's 22 years of age, but I don't really know much about him. He's 133 in the world, but I do know a lot about Cam Norrie. And to me, Cam Norrie doesn't look at his best at the moment. And obviously, he pulled out injured in the Auckland quarterfinal, which must have been a serious injury because that is more or less his home tournament. It is um, his hometown, yeah. Yeah. Norrie is the favourite, minus 335. Zeppari is plus 255. The spread here is five and a half. Um, giving up five and a half, Norrie plus 102. Zeppari plus five and a half, minus 130. The total here is 37 and a half. Now, if you don't know Zeppari, like me, you don't know much about it, Sean's going to tell us a little bit more about him. But the one thing I do know is that they met in 2020 in Rome on clay and Zeppari annihilated Norrie. 6-3, 6-1, absolutely wiped the floor of him. Zeppari's yep. come through qualifying here, beat Lajovic in round one. He's in form, six matches this year, five wins, one defeat. And Norrie has a little bit of an injury concern. Um, an, une an easy favourite here, the Brit. Yeah, very uneasy. I mean, I'm yet to be convinced about Cam Norrie for, for a long, long time. Getting on for a year, not quite a year, maybe like 10 months. Um, he's not played his best tennis at all. Zepieri, you know, he's going to fancy his chances. As you said, he beat him comfortably on clay in Rome, and he was a plus 159, 2.59 chance that day. Um, now he's much bigger, 3.55, you know, plus 255. I know he's got to win three out of five sets, and it's on hard courts, but I, I, I couldn't back Norrie a one to three here. He's just not done anything, really, at the last, in the last 12 months at main level. His stats are are very much down on, on what they were th this time last year. Um, his service points won every 10 points, one total is 102. Zepierre has only played five matches at main level. His, in the last 12 months, his uh, total is 101. So if you're just going on that, um, I know Zepierre has not played many matches, but th this should be relatively close. Obviously, Zepierre has already beaten before. He's not going to, he's not going to fear Cam Norrie, an injured Cam Norrie as well. Um, as you said, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been an easy decision for him to, to quit Auckland given, you know, that it's his home tournament. And Zepieri, he must be feeling great. He's, he's come through qualities. He's beat Lajevic. He's only dropped one set in the process. Um, what What's to fear from his point of view against a potentially injured opponent who may well not be able to last the full distance or may not be able to um, give his best? I mean, it's a wrist, a wrist problem, which is obviously what we've seen with Novak Djokovic. If, if Norris kind of underpowered on that, um, you know, he's going to have a problem here. It, the lean here would be overs again, over 37 and a half games. I think the line was at minus 114, um, 1.88 with Bet Rivers. I think Zepieri is in with a chance here. I opposed Norrie in the round one against Rilas on the handicap, just a loss, but it was, I shouldn't have I can see why because he, you know, he pulled out of Auckland. You, you know, that's like Murray pulling out of Queens or something, isn't it? It's, mm. it's, it must have been a big concern for him. And you can see why there's some, some value in that bet. Um, it's always difficult betting players on injuries, though, isn't it? Sometimes they, you don't do it, and they lose, and you think, "Oh, why didn't I do it?" And then other times, it the injury suddenly clears up, and everything's fine, and you end up looking silly. But um, this one, yeah, I, th I think Zepieri's got some sort of a chance. Yeah, like a lot of my value bets, very narrow losers. <laughs> a lot of the you can bank. go through <laughs> if if you bet betting underdogs, you, you, 
a lot of the time you have to accept the fact that you are going to get some unlucky defeats. Um, you know, it all balances out in the end. Generally, we end up ahead, but sometimes you just have to take it on the chin. Exactly. Uh, so there's no official pick on that, but the lean would be on the over 37.5 total at minus 114 currently. Yeah, or possibly handicap on, on Zepieri, anything like that. That's yeah. that's the, the area to look at, I think. Zepieri's going to have a five and a half start if you want to go to there, to the handicap. And you can adjust. So there's a little toggle underneath there. You can move to six and a half, four and a half, and get a bigger price or lesser price and a little bit of more uh, sort of safety net on the bottom of the of the website on the toggle there. Move it across on the on the spread line. Uh, next match is a really interesting one for me. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is an overwhelming favourite, the strongest favourite on the card here, the number two seed. He's up against Lorenzo Sonego, Italian, another Italian. And Alcaraz is a very warm fight. Just before you go, that normally matches at 7 p.m. Uh, Alcaraz um, is a very, very heavy favourite. He's like minus 2,500 against Lorenzo Sonego. He's plus 1150 here. The spread here is seven and a half, a monstrous seven and a half. Sonego is uh, receiving seven and a half plus 106. Giving up seven and a half for Alcaraz is minus 136. And the total is 30 and a half with uh, over minus 114. And under minus one twelve. Now, there are. Well, I've mentioned in the, in the show yesterday that I've heard that Alcaraz is carrying a bit of an injury from somebody that I, I respect. Um, I, this is an opponent that they who's beaten before. They've only met once before. It was in Cincinnati in twenty twenty one. Admittedly, that Alcaraz has gone on to bigger and better things since then. But Sanego beat him six three seven six. Sanego was a, on his day is a very 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 tough opponent you know but he he doesn't keep up the momentum over a long period of time i can see an angle here to get with sonego in some kind of capacity make it competitive in set number 1 but has he got the game over five sets to beat alcaraz Sean? that's the big question probably not but he doesn't need to have if we're going to find a, a value bet on this match mm. i think this will suit sonego I, I really do he he tends to be pretty poor when when the pressure's on when he's got to win, I've seen him play some pretty bad matches in, in, in Italy at home when he's he's felt the pressure of, of winning. Th this will suit him because there's absolutely zero pressure on him at all, isn't it? He's not all the pressure is on is on Carlos Alcaraz, and I think that's that's how Sonego generally likes it. Um, if we look at what he's done, Sonego against top ten opponents in his career, he's taken at least a set in twelve of his last twenty one completed matches against top ten opponents. So fifty seven percent of the time. He's taken at least one set and sometimes more, obviously. Um, so that that immediately makes me think that the 2.5 plus 150, which is a 40% chance that he takes a set, is is of interest. Um, as I say, he's not going to fear Alcaraz. He's played him once before. He beat him. I'm right, it was a long time ago. Alcaraz was still favourite for that match, by the way. Um, only narrowly, but he was a favourite. And Snego beat him in straight sets on a hard court in Cincinnati. Maybe that match doesn't have that much relevance to today, but it should do in the in the mind of of Lorenzo Sonego. I feel like I, if I was betting in this, I want to I'd want to take a, a meaty chance. Not I wouldn't want to be fiddling about with kind of even money and hoping he covers handicaps. Um, but the plus four thirty five point three about him winning the first set, I think is is perhaps the way to go here if you're, if you're having a bet in this match. I mean, Alcaraz did not start particularly well against Gasquet. He was very fortunate actually to not very fortunate, but fortunate certainly. Um, to win that first set against Gasquet. Gasquet had his chances in the tiebreak, didn't take him. Um, I, I think he's got a chance in the first set. I can't see him winning three out of five sets against Alcaraz. I think once Alcaraz does get into it, he'll probably run away with it eventually. But the opening set could be interesting. 
you also got to remember as well, he played really well, Sonego, in his first round match, the win over Dan Evans. I know Dan Evans mm. had a bit of a bad day at the end, sort of tanked it towards the end. But yeah, he's not quite fully fit, Dan, but he's so still, still a, big a, win, a tough opponent. Yeah. Tough opponent. And, he, and, he, and I think I think Evans took the first set in that match. I'm sure he did. He I think he, he did, come, yeah. He had to come from behind to, to win that match. So Sonego's in some good form here, and he's a proven player. Um, yeah, I think this will be a lot closer than those odds suggest, and I like that angle there to get a real nice price for uh, Sonego to win the first set, which is plus five thirty. Did you say plus five or plus four thirty? Plus four thirty. It was plus earlier. Four thirty. Five point three. Big, big price uh, for for Sonego to win set number one. Um, final match we're going to discuss here on the five matches for overnight. That match by Alcaraz is nine thirty. This match here eight p.m. this evening. And this reminds me a little bit to the Tommy Paul Jack Draper match, really, where I'm a little bit puzzled about the odds. Uh, Kekmanovic, minus 167. A pretty of a journeyman on the tour, isn't he, Kekmanovic? He's very mechanical in the way he plays. Doesn't have, he doesn't really do anything great. He's, he's just sort of steady, nothing sort of brilliant. He's up against the very big servant, Jean Leonard Struff. Now, these two have met twice before, very similar to the Tommy Paul Draper game we, we started the show with. And Truff leads 2 0 in the head to heads, and he's won them easy. 2019 both matches, 6 4, 6 2, and 6 2, 6 2. So, admittedly, it was four years ago, but they were very one sided wins. Jean Leonard Struff is coming off another long match against Hitchikata, which was similar to Draper, another match that went all the way. And um, and the market has reflected that. Minus 167 for Kekmanovic here. He's ranked 60 in the world, and Struff is ranked 25 and seeded, and he's available at plus 135. The handicap, the spread, two and a half, minus two and a half, kept managing minus 120. Struff plus two and a half, minus 107. And the total here, which really, you know, if you want to play your high numbers, 39 and a half, it, it does look um, an overmatch to me. Over and under a more or less exactly the same price, around about minus 110. Sean, I, I, another one, I, I'm quite surprised by Struff's price here at plus 135, unless there's an injury, unless the market has just got, looked at that match and thinks, well, he's coming back from an injury. He's a guy who's struggled with injuries before. He's not going to be able to play anywhere near his best after a long match against Hitchikata in round one. Could be that. It could be that. I mean, on the 12-month outdoor hardcore stats at main level, Kekmanovic is, is the right favourite. He's got the right. better stats. But Struff didn't really have what you would call in, an injury-free season on this surface last year. He didn't play um, early part of the year. His hardcore se session, if you want to call it that, was only really Indian Wells and Miami. Um, and then later on, so he didn't. He didn't really have that much um, hardcore action, if you want to call it that, outdoor hardcore. Anyway, on all surfaces though, um, at main level in the last twelve months, there's very, very little in this. Kekmanovic, service points one and re return points one total of hundred point five, Struff a hundred. So there's nothing in it there. The thing that would concern me, one of the things that would concern me if I was a Kekmanovic backer here, is that he's he's first of all his stats don't don't show that he should be that price. Secondly, he's a very shaky favourite at this sort of price, certainly recently. Uh, his record in his last 10 matches when he's been priced up in the price range of 1.6 to 1.8, which is minus 167 to minus 125. His last 10 matches, he's lost eight of them in that price range. If you'd backed him in all those 10 matches at, at odds on, you'd find yourself very much out of pocket. As you said, he's also lost both matches against Struff very, very heavily. Um, you know, not really competitive in either of those two matches. And he also has a 2-6 win-loss record against the players in my database's big servers. So there's there's doubts about him in the matchup. There's doubts about him against big servers generally. There's certainly doubts about his um, viability as a favourite of that sort of price recently. So 
the only thing that puts me off back in Struff is is the fact that he played a an epic against mm. Jakarta in the first round and, and the fitness is a worry, but you could see there's there's potentially slight value in Struff at around about two point three five plus one thirty five. I certainly wouldn't be backing Kekmanovic at these odds. I mean the last time they met, Struff was minus one eighty five to win that match. And he's now plus one thirty-five, and he's yeah. what thirty-five spots higher in the world rankings. I think mm-hmm. it's the market here that the two big plays for me on the the head-to-head. If you follow head-to-heads, and also just on recent trends and form, is Draper at plus one seventeen and Striff at plus one thirty-five. But both mm-hmm. of them have epic matches, and that's what the market is getting. So the question for you is, how much do we look at those pre-matches? It, it is an important factor, but is it it's is it factored in too much on these prices here? I think it is a little bit, yeah. This should be, for me, closer to an even money match than than it is at the minute. So maybe make Kekmanovic slight favourite on the basis that Struff has, you know, had a very hard workout. But I wouldn't be one of back Kekmanovic anything less than about, I don't know, one point nine five or something. I certainly wouldn't want to be backing him at this price. It's it's too short. No, uh, so there could be some value on those outsiders there, Draper and Struff, uh, given on the fact that the, the fact is they're conditioning and both players have had injury concerns and they're, they're not players that are fresh from a good season with no injury concerns. They've had injury concerns and they've had a five-setter. So I can see why the market wants to oppose them because the market always wants to oppose players that have had a five-set match. But really, when you break it down, they're, they're both a little bit of value at the plus money prices. That match starts at 8 p.m. So the action starts tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Remember, there is an offer. Bet Rivers are offering a live profit boost every day of the Australian Open when you place a wager of $25 during a match. You receive a 20% profit boost limit, one per day, every day of the tournament. See the Bet Rivers website for full details on the Australian Open bet and get. And remember, you can watch live and bet live on the Bet Rivers website when you place a wager, you better live stream the match you've had the wager on. Uh, Sean, give us a quick recap on your official picks here for this action on West Wednesday in is it day four of the Australian Open. Yeah, Jack Draper to win the opening set against Tommy Paul, uh, plus 102, 2.02 with Bet Rivers. And the second one, I've forgotten what it was actually. Oh, yeah, uh, Herkash against Herkash against Jakob Mensik over 39 and a half games, 1.93 minus 108 with Bet Rivers. So there are our official bets. We also have leans on the Norrie game. We also have leans on Sonego, a massive lean on Sonego. Sonego went to work to win the first set at plus 330. And we also have a little bit of a lean. In some, we want to take on Kekmanovic at the, at the odds, me more so than Sean. And remember, you can follow us on our Twitter handle and our Instagram handle at Because We Win. You can subscribe to the Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube. We are so close to 2,000 followers, subscribers. Please give us a subscribe there. If you haven't already done so, please, you'll be notified of every single bit of action that drops over this next two weeks at the Australian Open, as well as all the soccer action. The Champions League starts again next month as well. So lots and lots and lots it's coming your way over the next couple of months. And also remember to download the podcast, Benning Weekly Game Bet Match, uh, from wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for uh, your time. We've got thank a little, couple of, I think we've got a day off tomorrow, so we won't be back tomorrow. Maybe come back before the end of the week and look at some action. Uh, hopefully you get a good night's sleep. Watch a bit of tennis, good so. night's sleep. Hopefully your teeth won't give you no trouble. And I'm hoping we'll... that's all right now. And hopefully Fingers we can crossed. come back cashing some tickets. Uh, enjoy your day. Uh, good luck with your bets. And we'll speak to you all again very, very soon.